Where the hell is this thing? We've been talking about recession for months, many months now, really going back to last year. And to many people, especially those who were formerly of the same mind that we're, the economy is going into recession, whether here or anywhere else around the world, they're starting to get cold feet because here we are in the middle of July and it's still uncertain. We don't have confirmation. We don't have that group of economists in Massachusetts at the NBER who've gotten together and said, this is a recession. We declare a business cycle right here. Because it's, it seems to be dragging on, which by the way is not unusual, many people are saying it's confirmation bias, right? If it's recency bias, if a recession was going to have happened by now, it would have happened. And because it didn't happen, or at least we don't believe it's happened, it's not going to. And this, this idea, this recession fatigue was given a little bit of mainstream impetus just recently, article in Bloomberg uh, reporting that Goldman Sachs strategists have rethought their position on recession and more importantly, the yield curve and its ability to signal one. Here's what they said. The U.S. yield curve is one of the most reliable indicators for recessions. That's not really what it's about, but that's what most people believe. Yet Goldman Sachs group strategists think it's misleading this time around. And with the two-year treasury yields now almost 100 basis points above those on the 10-year bond, that really matters. It does really matter because the issue isn't specifically about recession. It's about how we get to where the bond market is pointing us. Now, to discuss all this, I've got my correspondent, Stephen Van Meter, at the Treasury Department to talk about what is it that's going on in the Treasury market and how does that actually relate to these recession cycles? Yes, Jeff, I'm here at the U.S. Treasury. I, I'm trying to get Janet Yellen on the show here. I'm hoping she you know, leaves the building any minute. But and if she does, we're going to cut right to her, get her questions, you know, get her on the show, get the real answer to what's going on inside here, because things don't make sense. You know, here you have, as you said, kind of recession fatigue. And I, I hear this every day. People say, hey, look, man, you've been calling for a recession. Where is it? Why isn't it here? You, you know, the yield curve, you know, tends to predict it. Said, well, not entirely, because you can't set your clock to the yield curve. It doesn't work like that. Uh, but yes, so here we are. Everyone wants to know why it hasn't happened yet. And all the experts are starting to change their view because, as you kind of said before the show started, hey, I kind of went out there and made some recession calls and uh, recession's not here. So maybe I'm wrong. I better revise this really quick. But what's key to understand here, as you know, Jeff, the long end of the curve is saying, look, I understand the Fed thinks inflation is going to you know, resurge out of the box from you know here. They think growth is really going to run strong. And the long end of the curve is saying, no, that is not the probable outcome. Growth and inflation expectations are slowing. Now, if we could we could strip away, let's say we could take the Fed off of the front end of the curve. And I know we can't, but let's just pretend we could. I'd bet, Jeff, that the front end of that curve, the yields would just collapse straight down. And this is what you're seeing is the bond market is really trying to tell us what's true about the economy. And the Fed saying, you know what? We're, we're smarter than the bond market is telling us. So we're going to drive short-term rates up because we're convinced that somehow, some way that we're making the right call. The problem is, as the curve is blatantly pointing out, they're making the wrong call. But yet, because we're not in recession, everyone's gotten tired of it and is now saying, well, if it's not going to happen now, it's probably not. Yeah, I think you should give up your spot at Treasury because Janet Yellen, she's already gone on record and she said, you know, 
we're not going to have a recession. Have you seen the unemployment rate? So maybe it's not worth your time trying to get her on camera. She's just going to tell you the same thing. But Steve, Steve, first of all, the recession has already happened. We already have one confirmation. It's just not in the United States. The German bond curve very uncharacteristically inverted way back in September of 2022. It was unprecedented at the time because in the euro era, the German curve really doesn't invert. It only inverted one time in June of 2008, and it was only in one day. We've had the German curve and other curves around Europe, not just in Germany, French and uh, Italian curves. They've been inverted really since September. But here's the thing. Recession began in Germany and Europe mere weeks later. Sometime in the fourth quarter, the European economy, despite all of the promises that it was going to, that we're going to miss one, Germany as well as Europe as a whole, they've been in recession really since the fourth quarter of last year. Don't know exactly when it began. Probably, I would guess, in November and December. But still, the yield curve in Germany and Europe predicted where nobody else had that Europe was going to hit recession. And even as late as the first quarter of this year, you had the German government saying, we're going to miss one. So the yield curve has already got one up on the board here in this cycle saying, uh, yes, there's going to be a recession. But you're right, it's not about timing because that one was like really quick. And it may be, as we've seen through history, inversions take a long time before you spot the inversion and the actual recession is confirmed. And that's really the point here. We've got the we got the uh, recession and inversion in Europe. We don't have the confirmation in the United States, but I would wager that we're we're probably, if not already in one, because you can see that in a number of ways, we're on the verge of one. And the payroll report suggests as much too. So you're right; it's not necessarily about timing, but the yield curve's already got one on the board here. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. And, and that's one of the key things to understand here. You can't set a clock on an inversion and say, okay, if the economy doesn't recess in X number of months, weeks, hours, or whatever your target is, well, then it, it, it is meaningless. And that's what everyone's trying to tell us. But if we look at the U.S. economy, well, we'll, we'll zoom out. If we look at the global economy first, is it slowing down? The answer is yes. And is it just one country? Is it isolated in a region? No, the entire world is slowing down. And we zoom into the U.S. data, which would make sense because as the world's largest importer, we tend to lag the export nations in the cycle, which is fine. We look here, what do we see? Things are slowing down, but they're not slowing down fast enough to get the official recession call. But in a sense, are we headed into a recession because there is a noticeable slowdown? Yeah, absolutely. We're having what we're, we're seeing that happen now. The only question is over the next couple months, does it actually continue to get worse or do we get the mythical soft landing the Fed has promised us? And next thing you know, the curve uninverts and everybody's happy. I think that's the biggest point about where you know, Treasury bonds and government bonds and really what these curves are telling us is that it's it's not just a short run. It's not just about recession. It's about what does it mean over the long run? And as we've talked about before, everything in the world is apparently lined up against the bond market, including Bill Gross. Bill Gross, the former bond king who made it was back in the news just recently saying that a bull market is not in the cards for bonds this year, even though maybe yields have peaked because of all the usual arguments that you hear. Well, the Fed is selling bonds. Well, they're not selling bonds. They're passively running off bonds. But still, 
It's been almost 700 billion in quantitative tightening from the Fed just in US treasuries. There's been an additional 200 billion in quantitative tightening in mortgage bonds. The ECB has just accelerated its quantitative tightening. And yet what do we see from the bond market? Yields are not accelerating to the upside. In fact, they're they're hanging in despite the fact that supposedly everything is against them, including this recession fatigue. Goldman Sachs saying reversion is different this time. Well, it's never different this time. And if anything, what is different this time is the amount of negative pressure, price negative pressure being applied to the bond market. And yet yields are hanging more than hanging in there regardless. That should trigger a bunch of questions, starting with, what the hell is going on when everything is against everything is supposedly bond negative yet bonds refuse they absolutely refuse to go any higher yeah jeff because if you look at the bond market and and, and you say okay i believe in i believe the fed's got this right and let's just pretend that a yield curve this time doesn't matter the fed's right their artificial manipulation of the front end of the curve is really necessary here then that should tell us that long rates should be moving higher, steadily higher, not going sideways for the last you know six, nine months. They should be moving up because the curve needs to uninvert at some point. So if you buy into the Fed's view, long rates must go up. And this is why you see market participants are out there, you know, you see them selling bonds. Every rally they see come in, they're selling bonds, they're shorting the long end of the curve because they, they're so convicted that their trade is right that they can't look at the economy and say, hey, you know what? Uh, things here are actually slowing down and the data isn't improving. You kind of said before, you said in the show, you know, look at the unemployment data or the non-farm payrolls. Ooh, it's around 100,000. That's great. No, it's not great. That's actually not good. Look at initial claims. Now they've ticked down to around 225,000, but they ran up to around 250. They pulled back a little bit which we've said that's not unusual. If that starts to surge back higher, it's all sort of validating what we're seeing in the global trade data and in other countries that yes, everything is slowing down. The problem is, you know, it's like being on a, a large super tanker and you're going out in the ocean, you'll just throw on the brakes and screech to a halt. You throw it on the brakes, you pull your binoculars out, look out many miles and be like, well, somewhere out there, we'll slow down. <laughs> It's, you know, there's, there's this idea that the bond market is going to have this come to Jesus moment where it's going to say, oh, we're wrong. We got everything wrong. Now, well, we see what you were saying, Mr. Federal Reserve. Now we're going to get out, get with the program. That's what everybody's trying to say. They're ignoring the fact that the bond market has been resisting these ideas all along. And it's all about the future. The, the bond people are going to realize they were wrong and Jay Powell was right when as we know with inversions, that's really the point here. The inversions tell us the bonds are not wrong. They're not wrong. You hate to say they're never wrong because that's not really true, but they haven't been wrong about these big picture cycle aspects in any in, in recent history. In fact, there was a there was a study that was printed and published by the National Bank of Belgium. I've referred to this before, but it's worth bringing it up here again. This was in 2019 when the yield curve inverted in August, 2019. And everybody said, this time is different. There will never be a recession. Of course, we don't know if there was going to be one or not, which gives the skeptics, uh, gives the, uh, the those against the yield curve uh, the opportunity to weasel out of it and say, we don't know, we wouldn't know if that was true or not when I think we would, we'd agree. But here's what, the, here's what the Bank of Belgium said in 2019. Experience shows that commentators, commentators, 
tend to downplay the signals given by the yield curve. In fact, when asked the question in 2007, 2000, 1990, and on earlier occasions, most economists indicated this time is different, meaning that this time the yield curve inversion will not be followed by a recession. Yet a recession occurred every time. So here we are again. And what, what, you're, what people are telling us, well, the recession hasn't been confirmed, so the yield curve must be wrong. And any day now, the yield curve is going to recognize that it's wrong, and it's going to get with the program, and yields are going to scream higher. We're going to have the yield curve steepen out, and Jay Powell smiling in, in front of all the cameras, and Janet Yellen saying, see, I told you, we're not going to have a recession. When, as we're saying, you need to look at not just the yield curve, but also the intensity of all of these attacks on bonds that are going nowhere. And you have to ask yourself, why? What is causing this level of not just you know stubbornness and persistence that would cause people to want to own something that in a inflationary good growth period is the last thing you would want to own? That's another thing. Nobody wants to own government bonds when things are going up, which is what Bill Gross was talking about. He said when when we get some growth in inflation, you're not going to want to own bonds. And what bonds are telling us is that we don't have the growth in inflation. End of story. Yeah. And Jeff, your your own data, we get the t uh, tick data and you go through that every month. And what do we know? Foreign investors buying bonds like hand over fist and not, not the short end of the year. They're buying long bonds. We know foreign central banks have started picking up their buying a little bit. But here's one, and this is one of my favorite, is you know, we heard so long U.S. investors and consumers say, I'll never buy treasury, they're garbage, I never touched those things. Wait, 4.5%? Did you say 5 now? Whoa, I can get 5.5% on a six-month CD? Here, take my money. And they're so all of a sudden, all even the people who said that you, there is growth, there is going to be inflation, they're not believing it because if they believed it, they'd be like, hey, why would I buy a 5 when I can get it 7 later or maybe at 8? Or maybe I can go buy at the long end at five or six and lock in for 20 or 30 years. They don't buy it. It's almost like nobody buys it, but people somehow believe it. They believe it because they've been told the opposite, right? They've, it's hard to go against the grain, at least what you, what you think is the mainstream opinion, because financial media, whether it's, you know, whenever there's a question about interest rates to the economy, who do we see on TV or who do we see all over the social media? It's Jay Powell's face. We're supposed to believe this guy knows what he's doing because he's got the big office and he's got the whole government behind him, he's got all the cameras in his face, all this media attention. He's more of an empty celebrity than he is an actual economist. And that's what the bond market is saying is don't fall for what is all just smoke and mirrors. In fact, this is something that goes back a long period. Of you know, we've been we've been trained to believe that the Fed controls interest rates. And we've been trained to believe that when the Fed does control interest rates, it does so in a way that is entirely backwards from all historical experience. I'm going to give you an example here. This is from something that just got sent to me recently from my friend Todd. This is from Jim Grant's book in 2006, John Adams, A Party of One. And this is in 1799 when the U.S. government was facing a massive fiscal deficit. They had to, the Treasury Department had to go into the market to borrow funds because of the quasi war with France. And John Adams said, you know, the guy who negotiated with the Dutch in 1782, when the U.S. hadn't even uh, officially ended the Revolutionary War, he said, I'm going to get us a great rate. And Treasury Secretary Wolcott said, no, you're not. And Adams was shocked. And here's what Jim Grant wrote. As Treasury Secretary Wolcott insisted, the United States had to pay 8 percent 
This after winning the revolution, the ratification of the Constitution, and the visible germination of American prosperity. The issue came down to demand for and supply of capital. Wolcott tried to explain. America, a land of opportunity, afforded innumerable outlets for investment. So when times are good, nobody wants to lend to the government. They want to lend in the real economy where opportunity is great, as Newt Wixell would say over a century later. History shows if we're going to experience growth and inflation, nobody wants to own U.S. bonds. We're going to see government rates rise. And the fact that government rates are not rising, despite the Fed doing QT, despite the rate hikes, tells you, as Bill Gross did 10 years ago, no growth and no inflation. It's just not there. Now, the recession, the issue of recession is nothing more than the transition between where we are today and that future, which does not have growth and inflation. Right. So the future from the Fed's eyes is we're going to have rampant resurging inflation and unprecedented growth. Bond markets say, hey, look, uh, if you've got a deal at five or six percent that you can go lock in for 30 years, that has got a little bit of risk, take it. But uh, if you don't, I'm a way better deal over here because I'm pricing it and saying, look, there isn't going to be that much growth in inflation. So this is a pretty good deal. Now, the question, as we've been saying here, as you've pointed out, Jeff, is who's right and who's wrong? Fed, really poor track record. But hey, you never know. Stranger things happen. You can throw the football into the end zone in the last second and someone can jump up and catch it and the game could win. I mean, it, it, anything is theoretically possible here. But we'll just say it's very thin margin because even Powell knows back, what, late 2018, the curve was almost inverting. And what did he do? He started lowering rates and doing QE at a time when everyone's kind of shaking their head a little bit like, hey, why are you doing it? Because the curve was averting. But this time, oh, that curve thing doesn't matter. Look at the core, C core CPI. Exactly. I think that's the, what the market is saying is that the 2020s are far more likely to look like the 2010s than not. And it's, it's really the recession is incidental to getting us back to the 2010s after the couple of years of supply shock. So. Thank you, Steve, for reporting from outside the Treasury Department. Good luck with getting Janet Yellen's, uh, getting getting her to uh, comment on camera, though I know we know exactly what she's going to say. She's going to say what everybody says. There is no recession. At least not in her lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> not in her lifetime. That's right. Thanks, Steve. Take care. See you, Jeff. We've been hearing about recession for months now. We've been hearing about it for a long time. Where is it? Where is this stupid recession? That's really what's driving Goldman Sachs and all these other strategists. They're like, we kind of made some recession calls and now we can't back it up. So now we're getting cold feet. Maybe we've got to change our story. That's, that is literally my YouTube comment. Where's the recession you call for? It's like, <laughs> it's not a clock. You can't set the, oh, six months into a yield curve or 12 and doesn't work. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think we're already in a recession. It's just nobody wants to see it because the GDP is still positive. And, you know, the payroll report, the payroll report is still 100,000. Well, yeah, 100,000 is in recession territory. Yeah. <laughs>